This is the Engineering Career Coach Podcast, the only podcast dedicated to helping engineers succeed in work and life. The show is hosted by engineering enthusiast Anthony Fasano and Chris Knutson. Both are professional engineers who found success early in their careers and now work together to help other engineers do the same. Now it's showtime. Hello, this is Anthony Fasano, and this is the show for engineers and technical professionals who want to succeed in both work and life. In today's episode, I'm going to talk to Ian Bellina, a serial entrepreneur and former freelancer, about how he became a sales engineer and how he now makes hundreds of thousands of dollars per year. And it's an interesting topic. It's one that we don't cover a lot on the Engineering Career Coach podcast. However, I will say that we have done a couple of Finance for Engineers episodes, episode number 65, where we covered Rich Dad, Poor Dad. We talked a little bit about personal finance for engineers. We also had episode 73, Real Estate Investing 101 for Engineers, which I'll talk a little bit about more later, but those were extremely popular episodes. So I thought this would be an interesting one to do. Ian reached out to me and I said, yeah, let's talk about ways that engineers can increase their income. And of course, for him, It was going to become a sales engineer, but he gives some other practical, really interesting ideas for doing so, simple things that you wouldn't have thought of in this episode. So before we get into the interview here with Ian, I want to take a moment to recognize our sponsor for today's episode, PPI. I have some exciting news. PPI, our exclusive exam prep podcast sponsor, is giving away $100 Amazon gift cards every month to our listeners. For more information on how to qualify, make sure to listen to our announcement later on in this episode. Now I'd like to introduce our guest for today's episode, just so you get to know a little bit more about him before we dive into the conversation here. Ian Bellina is only 28 years old, but he's been making six figures for the last four years of his life. He went from being a broke graduate student that ordered on the dollar menu at McDonald's to now being able to go to most restaurants and order anything he wants without even asking the price. I can't do that. Of course, making six figures does allow you to have a little bit more of a comfortable lifestyle. It's also allowed Ian to help out his family and sometimes even his friends. When you're making a lot of money, you become comfortable helping out others financially. At 28 years old, Ian quickly built a six-figure lifestyle uncommon to most millennials. He's been consistently making over $100,000 per year in his 20s, made over $200,000 last year, and he's on pace to make $300,000 this year. He had the opportunity to travel to beautiful places like Brazil, Japan, Bahamas, Dominican Republic, Peru, and others, all while working from home and working less than 40 hours a week. His success has not been an accident, Every step of the way was him hacking and trying different things. And that's what he talks about in this interview. So this is definitely kind of a change up from the episodes that we usually run here, which I'm excited about because it's something different. And Ian was a really interesting guy. So what I'm going to do now is I'm going to give you a quote to take you into the interview with Ian. And then I'm going to come back at the end in a take action today segment. And I'm going to tell you how I tried to increase my income, give you a couple things that I did that might be helpful for you. So the quote to bring us in is as follows. There is no prize in sales for second place. It's win or nothing. The masters know this and strive for, they fight for that winning edge. And that's from Jeffrey Gittimer. All right, now it's time for the main segment of our show, and I'm excited here to welcome 
Ian Bellina onto the Engineering Career Coach Podcast. Ian, thanks for coming on the show. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. So Ian is a real interesting young guy here. That's exactly what he is. He's a young guy who's done very well for himself in just because he knows essentially how to make more money. That's what we're going to talk about today, making more money, which is, I think, something that uh, everyone, regardless of your profession, always wants to do. So Ian, even though I introduced you earlier on in the episode, why don't you give your own introduction as far as your career and progression, just for the listeners to get acquainted with you? Sounds good. So my name is Ian Blina. My background began off as a computer engineer. I have a bachelor's and master's in computer engineering. Then while working, while in college at uh, GW in DC, the George Washington University, I basically got the entrepreneur bug. Me and my best friend founded our own startup in college. It was a social, multilingual social dictionary. And from there, I just quickly learned that it's not just about being a techie, but also having other skills, such as being able to pitch to investors, being able to, to take an idea and sell it. So after graduating, I ended up founding other companies. I worked as an IT consultant at, at a Deloitte for about four months or so. Then after that, I ended up working as a software engineer for about one year or so. But during the entire process, though, I kind of figured that this wasn't really the best way to make money. So from there, I ended up making a big career change, and I joined IBM, worked at IBM for the last four years, working as an IBM open source evangelist, where I basically go out and evangelize the IBM hybrid cloud. And one thing I quickly learned was there's a totally new world that's untapped by engineers or techies, which is sales. There are lots of different roles, such as being a sales engineer or evangelist, where there's really no cap in terms of how much money you can actually make. And the thing I just love about working in sales is that the commission checks can be huge, but you also get paid based on how much effort you put in, as opposed to having a job where no matter how hard you work, your pay is capped. So outside of IBM, I also have multiple different things I work on. I have a blog, I have a, a podcast, a channel, I'm an entrepreneur, I have an app in the App Store. So all these different ways are different ways for me to have multiple streams of income coming in. So today we're here to discuss that and how to make more money. Yeah, absolutely. And I think what you said there, Ian, is definitely something that everyone should think about, which I certainly thought about as well as an engineer, which ultimately made me move on to do what I'm doing now, which is that you're capped at a certain salary. Like, I mean, sure, you can get raises every year, but you know, for the most part, that for the next 12 months, you're going to make this much money. And then a good portion of it's going to get taken by the government. And then you're going to start all over again and do it for another year. What you're saying is right. There are other opportunities out there, whether it's things on the side. And we've had some other episodes with engineers that talked about some real estate investing they've done on the side, other ways to earn income. And also there are other positions like you're suggesting, like in sales, where you're not capped at a certain salary. So maybe there's a commission or there's other ways to earn revenue, correct? Correct. Absolutely. All right. So tell us a little bit about how, I guess, first start from when you went from doing the software engineering into sales. What was that like from a revenue standpoint or from earnings standpoint? So prior to joining sales at IBM, I was working as a consultant at Deloitte and also as a developer. My pay was about 85K or so per year. Not bad, but I just kind of, I didn't really like the life of working as a consultant either as my own company or for others, just in the sense that I was getting paid by the hour and being a consultant, sometimes the hours can be unflexible. When IBM came calling and gave me the job offer to work as a sales engineer, I went there purely initially for the big brand names. So I was basically adding big brand names to my portfolio, to my 
brand basically, right? Deloitte, IBM. But I quickly discovered that salespeople earned commission checks. My first year at IBM, I earned about 92K or so. Then after two years or so, I ended up going up to 130K. But quickly from talking to other people inside of IBM, just kind of building out a network of people and getting their insights into different parts of the company, I discovered that there are parts of the company that make more money than other parts of the company. So I kind of learned to navigate the system. You had this software job, you were making a set salary, then you went to IBM, and your salary was then related to your sales, right? Right, yeah. So there was a portion of my pay that was based on commission, working as a sales engineer. Right. For those who don't know, a sales engineer's job is to basically work in the field, to go on customer sites, and basically do proof of concepts, do presentations, and show customers how to use software. In my case, IBM software, right? whether it's IBM Cloud, IBM Analytics software. The joke is that sales engineers keep the sales guys honest. That was my job for about three years or so. And I pretty much capped out at about 130K in 2016 or so, mid-2016, in terms of of my take-home income. At IBM? At IBM. And then what did you do after that? I just really had a very candid conversation with somebody I met at IBM who I went through training with, and he was a sales guy, much younger than me, but we're very close. And I was like, hey, man, so how much money are you making? I was just very candid because he was telling me that he was enjoying sales and all this stuff. And I had some other people in sales as well. So I basically had two mentors in IBM who are both in sales. He told me one year he made 300 grand. I just knew my jaw just dropped and I almost died. As an engineer, I had this notion that sales guys don't get paid. Like they're basically struggling to to get by, trying to, to hit their quota. So he just was a total mind shift that, wow, there's actually more money in sales. So I began to pretty much investigate the idea, talk to other people inside the company. And last year, around June or so, I just kind of hopped straight into sales. So now I work as IBM's North America cloud evangelist, evangelizing open source products and SaaS products. And within the first year, I made over 300 grand just by making that one single ship. So I basically doubled my income just from talking to people internal to IBM and figuring out the profitable areas to go to, and then taking the dive, the gamble, and jumping to that area. And it's been a huge life change for me. You talked to people in the company, and they told you how they were making more money, which is essentially just by being in a different department, more or less, a different division. And then what happened then? You went to your supervisor and said, I want to transfer to the other division? Yes. So actually... Initially, I had brought up the conversation earlier to my manager. This was prior to talking to my mentors because I always had a possible interest in sales. So I just kind of, my manager also told me I had this skill set for sales because we had sales training and I was one of the first engineers to graduate the sales training with a distinction. So I always kind of had that in my in the background that, that I could possibly put down to sales, but uh, I wasn't really fully committed to it until I, I talked to mentors of mine who were in sales and they told me just the flexibility was much better than what I was currently doing and the pay w- was uncapped. So I, I talked to my manager and after a while he basically helped me and that was, that was pretty cool because he, I basically had to interview downwards as opposed to upwards internally for that job. So my manager basically called the worldwide director for open source, then he called the director for North America, who then called the manager, right? So as opposed to going up the ladder, I went down the ladder. So it was pretty much easy way to hop jobs internally. 
it was almost like from an organizational chart, you will kind of like move down, but you knew that there was potential at that position to earn more revenue. Right. Now, what also helped me was in one year prior to that, I made IBM's 100% club, which is basically for as a sales engineer. So I was one of IBM's best sales engineers in the whole world. Right. So they basically, they flew me down to the Bahamas for this company-wide retreat for all the top earners, all the top engineers, top IBMers. So I kind of had that good brand to a point where my manager could back me and know that he's backing somebody who's viable. Let's just reset here for a minute. So now, one of the reasons I wanted to have Ian come on here is because I think that being a sales engineer has a lot of benefits, which he talked about, which is flexibility. You don't have a hard cap on your salary. You have freedom in different ways. So there's a lot of good things about it, but obviously there's also scary things, which is you got to produce and you got to sell. You got to be a good salesperson. And then the other thing here that we've heard Ian talk about so far, which I think is really interesting is building up that brand for yourself, which is always important to do and good track record where people kind of believe that you're a go-to person that could get things done. I always think that's important. But also this idea of understanding where you can go to find the best opportunities that yield the most success. Because we talk about this a lot on the podcast, the whole idea of like the 80-20 principle and focusing where you have the most leverage. And what Ian's describing basically is that he was essentially could be doing the same job, but in two different divisions of IBM. And one of them paid him double probably of the other one. Right. Your responsibility as an engineer or as a professional is to recognize those opportunities and then move on them. Right, Ian? Exactly, exactly. So just kind of figure out which areas of your company are very profitable to move into and move there. Right. So for me, prior to doing that, I also did my homework. So I read IBM's annual report and it breaks down what parts of the company make the most money and what their roadmap is. So just by looking at IBM's annual report or their 10K report, I could see that IBM, their cloud division was more profitable and had more attention than other parts of the business. So once my manager came to me with a possible job offer in that group, I jumped on it. That's awesome because you were prepared. You knew what the opportunity was, which is great. And I think for those of you listening, this may not apply directly to your company. Like if you work for a smaller company and there isn't necessarily opportunities like that, you can also think of this in terms of changing jobs. Like you may say, let me look at like the engine, the top 500 or top 100 engineering companies in the U.S. And let me look at some of the budgets, some of the revenues, some of the projects they work on. And you might see that they're 10, 20 times your current company so that maybe you need to start applying to some of those larger firms. If you think you have the skill sets to work there, there's a good possibility that you could have a huge increase in your salary. All right. So Ian, let's talk about in general, a lot of our listeners are engineers or technical professionals in a job right now. And besides what you talked about as far as going to a different division or different avenue, what are some other things that they can do just to start earning more money? So some very quick ways to earn money are, for example, with me, I've done Airbnb. Last year, I made 27 grand hosting my house on Airbnb in just one year. So in my sales job, I travel a lot, for example, right? So every time I travel, I will try to have my house booked on Airbnb and basically have it cover my rent while I'm away. So that was one way I was making, that's one way I've been able to make money. I'm also a very active investor. 
and what's known as cryptocurrencies. So basically Bitcoin, Ethereum, and other altcoins. And I've done that. I got very active in about the last three years or so. And within three months, I've 3x my portfolio. Initially, I put in about 20 grand. It's now worth about actually 80 grand as of today. And that's within three months. So that's a very big part of my ways of of, uh, making money, extra money on the side. Before you give any more tips on, on the investing one, is that something that you learned about yourself or you got guidance on? How did you get into that? So it's actually pretty funny how I got into that. So a friend of mine got me into it. I was traveling for IBM in San Francisco. And I had a friend of mine who I was friends with back in D.C. He's now in San Francisco. met up with him. And he was very adamant about getting me to introduce him to IBM's director of blockchain technology. I told him, why do you care about meeting the director of blockchain at, at IBM? So he told me he's been investing in blockchain and uh, Bitcoin cryptocurrencies for the last three, four years or so. And he's starting a Bitcoin hedge fund. And I told myself, are you serious? Is he starting a hedge fund for Bitcoin? And he's like, yeah. So he told me about how much money he was making. He told me he made 192% return in the last year. And from there, I was like, okay, this must be kind of serious then. I tried to put him in touch with a director of blockchain, and I looked into it. Initially, I just kind of tossed in some small money into it, just kind of saw how it worked. So that was about November of last year. Then in March, I basically went all the way in, became fully evangelized in Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies just by seeing the returns. Because I saw in one month, I doubled my money in Ethereum. I put in $2,500 in one month, went to five grand. I'm like, okay, you know what? This seems like it's pretty big. If IBM is backing it, if Microsoft, JP Morgan, all these big Fortune 500 companies are into blockchain and this technology, this must be real. All right. What else can people do? Any other tips for earning more money? I would say build your brand. Building your brand is very, very big in terms of earning more money because your brand goes a long way, right? So once you have a big brand, you can afford to have multiple ways of making money. So I had a friend of mine, he published a book, but just by having a book, he was able to increase this, his income, right? So when he goes into in for job interviews, he has a book and he can use that as stand on and give him that expert label. That's a different way of uh, making money as well. And Ian, when you say build your brand, I mean, even for people that are engineers, they're working nine to five jobs every day, that's still important. That's like your brand being like your reputation, your credibility, your resume, all that stuff, right? Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm still working at, at IBM, but I still have a website, ianblina.com, where I produce content about, about making money and I'm building my brand, building my brand by being on this podcast, building my brand by networking with other people in this space. I'm very active on LinkedIn. I would say probably 90% of my business with IBM as a sales evangelist comes from LinkedIn. About two months ago, I published a post on LinkedIn Pulse that got picked up by the Wall Street Journal because the post ended up going viral. It was a post about how to use IBM Watson to predict March Madness brackets. That got lots of attention to a point a Wall Street Journal editor called me wanting to discuss the article to feature me in their internal subscribers newsletter. So just by being very, very proactive, being involved on, on platforms like LinkedIn and pushing your brand out there can get you more attention, which I'm pretty sure down the line you can convert into making more money. And IBM loved that the post went viral because they're all over the place then, right? Right, yes. That's great. That's awesome. You have any more tips? I don't want to stop you. Yeah, so actually I have a full guide on how to make six figures on my website. And just to kind of go through some of the tips I've used, right? So 
job hopping is also one way of doing that, right? Whether job hopping internally or, or externally. It's pretty common knowledge now that changing jobs can increase your pay very, very quickly. The guide is very, very detailed, so I don't, don't want to get into all the different details, right? But in terms of ways I've made money, it's by job hopping internally to IBM. It's investing in things like cryptocurrencies and having multiple streams of income, right? It's also being able to decrease my expenses by having, for example, Airbnb cover my monthly rent as I'm traveling different places. I'm also an author. I have a book out on Amazon store. I have Amazon FBA account that brings in about two grand a month on autopilot. I basically import items from China, sell them on uh, Amazon, and it's on autopilot. I don't really touch it probably once every three or four months. How much money, just out of curiosity, like approximately, do you make on something like that? Yeah, so it's about uh, anywhere on a slow month, it'll, it'll be about $1,500 profit. On a busy month, it'll probably be about three grand, maybe four grand. Listen, we're going to link to Ian's website on the show notes, and which is just com, and you could look for his book. You could get his freelance guide. You get all this information. I mean, I do think all this stuff is important because at the end of the day, your brand is what's going to really bring you opportunities. And I think, unfortunately, a lot of times as engineers and technical professionals in a day-to-day job working on project after project, we don't necessarily think about our brand and how it impacts our income earning capabilities. It's, and it really does directly impact you. And there's a lot of ways to do that. And I think one of the things too, in general, that I think most Americans that I talk to forget about is one way to make more money is to reduce your expenses. Ian talked about that with the Airbnb idea, right? So like if you have the ability to rent a part of your house out or something, then you're just reducing the amount of money that you need to pay towards your mortgage. That's going to allow you to earn more money, save more money, have more money to invest and do other things with. So Ian gave you a lot of ways to earn more income, but you can also just look at how you're spending your money and potentially make some changes as well there. It's been awesome to have you on. It looks like you've done so much and you're doing really well and you've brought some great tips to the table here. Is there any like last things you want to leave our audience with uh, to share with them about earning? I would say just take action. Sometimes the biggest life change can happen just by taking one action step. So don't hesitate. Just dive right in. Artie, and we thank you for joining us on the Engineering Career Coach Podcast. We're going to link to all of Ian's stuff in the show notes and stick around here. I'm going to come back on the Take Action Today segment and give you a tip that I use to try to earn more money. Now it's time for our Take Action Today segment of the show. Today, I'm going to follow up on Ian's interview there with some other things that I've done to try to earn more money because you may not want to get into sales like Ian did and like we had on our last episode, Ken McCumber talking about. I know we've kind of talked about sales the last few episodes, but maybe there's other things you can do and that's what I'm going to dive into. But before I do that, I just want to take a moment to recognize our sponsor for this episode, PPI. If you're preparing for the civil PE exam, you probably know the Civil Engineering Reference Manual by Michael Lindeberg is the book to use. Michael Lindeberg is actually the founder and president of PPI, the leader in FE and PE exam prep. PPI has a new prep course available for the civil PE exam that offer complete coverage of not only the morning breath exam, but also your choice of afternoon depth exams. The course presents over 60 hours of new content and walks you through tons of exam-like practice problems. 
When you enroll in the live online prep course, PPI also includes on-demand lectures for free. So you can start studying while you wait for the course to begin, which is great. Through October 2017, PPI will be choosing two of our podcast listeners per month to win $100 Amazon gift card if you enroll in this course. To enter the raffle, visit www.ppitopass.com forward slash civil prep. Again, that's www.ppi, the number two, pass, forward slash civil prep. From there, you'll need to choose your course and checkout. On the checkout page, enter the promo code PREP and then complete your enrollment. Again, you need to enter the promo code PREP before completing your enrollment to qualify for the gift card. You'll be notified on the first of the month if you won the $100 gift card. I used PPI for my PE exam prep, so I feel confident in recommending that you check out this prep course. Plus, you could win $100. Good luck. So let's talk a little bit about some things I did to try to increase my income. That was kind of like the underlying theme of this episode, even though Ian's way to do it was to go into sales. So two things I did was I got into real estate. I bought a couple of properties when I was younger because when I was younger, as a kid, I would always hear people telling me, if I would have bought that house, if I would have bought that property 10 years ago, I'd be rich right now. I'd be retired right now. And I was just like, you know what? I'm not going to be, I don't want to be telling my kids if I would have bought that house, if I would have did this. So my wife and I have invested and we have a few properties and they're going well. I mean, pretty much the rent pretty much pays the expenses at this point. I don't have a lot of positive cash flow, but they're good properties. They got good value and 10 years or so when they're paid off and my kids are going to college, we're going to have that rental income to help us financially. So I think it's a good plan. I'd love to get a little bit more into real estate if we can, but obviously it requires some capital for investment. As I mentioned earlier in the show, the Engineering Career Coach Podcast episode 73 was entitled Real Estate Investing 101 for Engineers. And the reason that that's a great place to start if you're a practicing engineer, technical professional, and you want to get into real estate is because My guest for that episode was one of our engineering mastermind members, Vittorio, who's just an engineer. He's an engineer, he's working, and he's doing real estate on the side, and he's making money with it. And the, the reason I say that is because it's not some real estate expert who focuses all their time on it. It's someone like you, a working professional that's making the time and making some money at it. So definitely check that one out. The other thing that I'll tell you is to, as I always tell you, is to think 80-20. What are like the three things you can do in your life or your career to immediately generate more income quickly and easily. Ian mentioned that one about Airbnb, rent a section of your house out. He ended up making a decent amount of money doing that in a year, right? What are things that can easily be done to make more money? Could be moving, a relocation could save you money. It could be paying your car off instead of leasing a car, buying a car instead of leasing a car, right? There's things you can do that can maybe really impact your bottom line, look for the low-hanging fruit. Look for the things that you can try to 80-20 your finances. And you may see something where you say, wow, I could save $300 a month by doing one thing. And then you do it, and then that's $3,600 a year that could be invested into something else. All right, so finance, sometimes we put it on the back burner, but really at the end of the day, it's probably one of the most important things because that's why we're working. We're working to make money so we could survive and live and thrive. And so any ways that you can increase your revenue, your income is going to be a plus. And of course, hopefully all the things on the podcast are helping you maximize your salary, but maybe you make a move like Ian did into something a little bit different. Well, I hope you enjoyed the episode today. We'd love to hear your feedback, comments, and or questions. 
go to www.engineeringcareercoach.com forward slash increase income, all lowercase, no space, increase income, where you will find a summary of the key points discussed in today's episode, as well as links to any of the resources, websites, or books mentioned during this episode. You can leave a question in the comments section or visit the Ask Us tab on the website. We monitor all comments and we will respond if you leave us one. And I just want to say, it's been getting more and more difficult for me to respond to the Ask Us on the website directly. We're getting like maybe a hundred a week now because of the growth of the podcast, which is great. Just means I can't field all these questions. And that's why we've created the Engineering Mastermind community. I'm in the community. I'm in the forum. I go in there once a day and I answer questions. Our other members answer questions. There's office hours. We do monthly calls. Check it out. We revamped the forum not too long ago. We made a big investment in it, and we've recently got an influx of members. Go to theengineeringmastermind.com and jump on board. I'm telling you, it's the best investment you can make. It's very affordable, and the information in our forum and the access to the people in our forum can really help you 10 times your investment in the community. All right, until next time, please continue to engineer your own success. Thank you for listening to the Engineering Career Coach podcast. Be sure to visit engineeringcareercoach.com where you can find all past episodes and also download a free three-part video series created specifically for engineers to help you best utilize LinkedIn for networking, improve your communication and speaking skills, and also to help develop your leadership abilities. Now is the time to engineer your own success.